Hello and welcome to the Soundwave Podcast. Music, technologies, stories. For people who love the art and science of listening to and enjoying recorded music. Here it's all about the art and magic of sound reproduction and related human stories. We survey music, technology, and stories from the early beginnings of relatively low high fidelity to the heyday of the 70s high fidelity and the modern age of digital and streaming. I'm your host, Pat Shepard. Welcome to episode number one of season number two of the Soundwave Show. You know, it's hard to believe that we've been doing this for a year. The first episode was published on May 21st last year, so this is an anniversary celebration, give or take a few weeks. Thanks to all of you who have been listening to the show. In fact, the topic of this show even inspired me to put a new theme song together. Hopefully you noticed it, hopefully hopefully you like it. I'll be fine-tuning it over the next several episodes. When I first thought of the Soundwave Show podcast, I knew I would do stories and interviews about hi-fi equipment and technologies, but I also had a huge interest in doing some episodes on other, more serious world topics, notably what I call the War Trilogy, Wartime Radio, War of the Worlds, and Shortwave Radio in War-Torn Ukraine. But I always knew that I would, and could, and should, do some actual musical interviews. So that caused me to look around for new music, or at least new music to me. Initially dejected by the state of the music industry, I'm no longer as dejected as I once was. Let's dive in and hear about what I call the three M's of music and some great new music and musicians that I have discovered. Music review number one. Do you sometimes, or often, feel that there is no good music being made anymore? I've often felt dejected by the current state of the music business. I looked at the winners of the American Music Awards of 2022 and thought to myself, what the heck? I've been on a journey to find and share with you some good new music. Luckily, I found some great music that I'm really excited to show in the, share in this episode, the discovery of some really great music from a constellation of related artists, Corey Wong, Wolfpack, Dirty Loops, and more. Along the way, I will share my unguarded opinions and I mean no offense in any of my observations, of the current state of the music industry and a glimmer and glimpse of hope. Some background, the golden age of pop and rock. I was fortunate to grow up in a time when music was written by and played by true musicians, not a series of loops and sound effects. And early on, Buddy Rich was still around, Led Zeppelin still hadn't lost John Bonham, Steely Dan was creating some of the best music around, and some of the most profoundly creative bands like Yes, Rush, Level 42, Police, Genesis, Earth, Wind & Fire, etc. were all around. A hugely important part of music for me is what I call the three M's. Musicianship, the craft of learning to play an instrument or instruments, and mastering it to the point where you can express your own true inner voice. Message, what's the meaning of the song? Are there at least positive things you're covering? Do they cover important topics and observations I can reflect on and grow from? And then finally, the third one, motivation. What is the story behind the artist, and what are they trying to do with their music? Are they driving positivity? So, musicianship, message, and motivation, the three M's of music. There are certainly a number of bands and musicians who fit into that category, but for me, Neil Peart and Rush 
are the paragons of that definition. There was a meme going around where Drake, in his studio, was creating some drum loops saying, I make my own beats. Then, right under him, is Neil Peart with a coy smile saying, That's cute. That kind of summarizes things for me. I'm interested in musicians who have acquired hard-won abilities who use those skills directly towards making their most authentic music in a song. I say this so you have an idea of where my comments and even criticisms come from. In my journey to find new music, I've stumbled into mumble rap, which checks off just about every box of things I detest when it comes to music. Really, a lack of uh, real musicians, musicianship, playing on the songs. It's all loop and sound effects, no drummers, no bass players, etc. The lyrics are not just vapid, but downright insulting or promoting drugs, murder, violence, and self, uh, self-destructive ideologies. There's a criminal level use of auto-tune. And there's so much cursing and explicit language for its own sake If it doesn't have an E rating, no one is going to buy the song. But to be fair, from a rap standpoint, I am impressed with Kanye. Yes, sir. His music is far more sophisticated than a lot of other rap out there. I've also personally attended a Macklemore concert and really enjoyed that. He really has all the three M's. Man, his songs are musically innovative and they really have strong meaning and motivation. There's a person who has gone through a hell of addiction only to come out the other side, a better person, and and one focused on making the world a better place. In an interview, he said, I think having the platform is a very valuable thing depending on how you use it. There are ways to have a platform and utilize that to create more opportunity, to create more sources of revenue that can be donated to people that are in need. So a huge way for me and my, quote, brand to be used and to be useful is to continue to make music and continue to be out there on a tour and I put out music that people resonate with. And then also in the same process, utilizing and leveraging that as an artist and social capital to be able to give back. So hold up your artist of choice up against those criteria. If I'm going to invest time and money into a band or artist, learning and becoming invested in them, I want to make sure there's a long-term payoff in terms of what they put out and what I will get from my time with them. Disposable music, much of pop music, and disposable artists are always going to be out there, but they're really not what I'm interested in. So, as mentioned, I've been looking for new and interesting music since I started this podcast over a year ago, and I went down several different paths looking for it. I mentioned Jacob Collier in episode number five on Spatial Audio. He deserves re-mention and perhaps even a whole episode. Talk about a musical genius. He is super funky. His music really defies description. Today, I'm delighted to talk about the successful part of my journey that brought the discovery of Corey Wong through my introduction to Wolfpack and a series of related branches, including Jonathan uh, Lundberg, the Linder Bros, and Dirty Loops. Along the way, I also became fascinated by uh, new, uh, outstanding new drummers and bass players. All of this I found deeply enjoyable and frankly very motivating. Wolfpack. 
Wolfpack is an American funk group founded in uh, 2011. The band released four EPs, six albums, and a silent album on Spotify titled Slipify, royalties from which funded Wolfpack's admission-free tour in 2014. The band's most recent album, uh, Wolf Vault No. 5, or Wong's Cafe, was published in January 2022. After reading an interview with German producer Reinhold Mack, band, uh, band founder Jack Stranton conceived of Wolfpack as a imagined German version of the U.S. session musicians of the 1960s, such as the Funk Brothers, the Wrecking Crew, or Muscle Shoals. The idea was to channel that era of the live rhythm section, and they accomplished this mar marvelously. Corey Wong. It is the Wolfpack album I just mentioned, Wong's Cafe, ironically titled Wong's Cafe, because it's apparently a backlog of Wolfpack songs that were given to Corey Wong to produce. That started this whole journey for me. I think I first heard the song Cafe Luna on Apple Music and then searched it out on YouTube to see if there was footage of the band actually playing the song, and there was. In fact, there was footage of them in the studio laying down the tracks. I found the songs to be really funky, tight, and uncluttered with killer horn parts. The drummer plays the songs on the most minimalistic drum set you could ever imagine, a three-piece kit, snare, floor tom, hi-hat, cymbal, it's all about the pocket with him. Watching them perform the songs on YouTube, YouTube had me hooked. Their album, Motivational Music for the Syncopated Soul, is just unbelievable. That album I listened to over and over, and I can't recommend it enough. Corey's quite a musician, guitarist, and composer, but he is also quite a showman. As I dived in, I found some great interviews he gives, but he also does interviews with other people. I started to understand how incredibly positive he is. You can hear it in the interviews and see it in his ebullient and joyous live performances. On YouTube, you can find a funny variety show and even an episode with the band playing while ice skating. That's where I really got blown away by Corey's drummer, Petar Janjik. If you want to see and hear the definition of pocket, watch him joyously play the song St. Paul on the drum cam on YouTube. Wow, he puts 100% of himself into the song. Watch it and you'll see what I mean. I've linked some of the best videos, etc., in the episode's uh, resources section of my webpage. Further down the family tree, once hooked, I did a bunch of research on Corey Wong and found that he'd collaborated with a group I'd never heard of called The Dirty Loops, a band from Stockholm, Sweden, made up of Jonah Nielsen uh, on piano and vocals, Heinrich Linder on bass, and Aaron Melgaard on drums. Their arrangements borrow from jazz and fusion, gospel, funk, electronic, pop, disco, etc. They're known for their jazz fusion reharmonized covers of songs like Baby by Justin Bieber, Rolling in the Deep by Adele, and Wake Me Up by Avicii. I immediately got captivated by the bass player, Henrik, whose phenomenal bass skills had a huge range. With Henrik as the launching point, I found that he collaborated with Jonathan Lundberg, the Jonathan Lundberg Band, Jonathan being an incredibly talented drummer. The band plays killer fusion jazz, but also has some songs with some great vocals. So, my journey to find new music was wildly successful. 
I found that there are still people out there who subscribe to the principles of the three M's. In the last episode, I made the point that you have to multi-source your news, which serves as the foundational knowledge of the world. Otherwise, you face the very real danger of believing lies and half-truths and being manipulated into doing things like the January 6th insurrection. In a similar, though much less serious way, you need to go beyond the drivel handed out in the FM radio channels, on the American Music Awards and YouTube and etc. For those of us for whom music is an essential part of our core, core being, it's important. So go out on a limb, search for some new music and artists. I don't necessarily mean new in the sense that they just came out. I mean new in that you may not have heard them before or previously had passed them by. You'll likely be richly rewarded for both the journey and the results. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you got inspired to listen to Corey Wong and the related family tree musicians. Hope the idea of the three M's of music is useful to you, as well as a way to decide if music is worth investing your time and neurons on. Please visit my website, where I have reference links used in creating this episode. All content, except where noted or referenced, is copyright Pat Shepard and thesoundwaveshow.com. The theme song is something I put together in GarageBand, admittedly with loops. See you next time.